You're very kind. <laughs> I love being here. <laughs> this is awesome. awesome, awesome. I just, even just flying over, flying into your uh, country and looking at the just raw, lush beauty that's in the nation, it's just incredible. I just thought, yeah, I could live here. <laughs> Seriously, seriously, I loved it. I'm cutting in and out. I don't know if it's a battery thing or am I standing in the wrong place. Is it okay? Okay. Well, uh, I came over here at uh, Ian's invitation. He was, uh, we've done some of the intensives in the States off and on uh, through probably for about eight years. I've known Ian. Ian. And uh, he came over to the States a long time ago. I was at a conference that he was, that he was at. And a mutual friend had brought him and a, another couple over to minister. So that's how, how we made that connection. And, um, uh, you know, ever since then, I, th I think we have a, maybe a battery thing. Or uh, am I just in the wrong? Is it? Is that one going to work? Okay. <laughs> Causing trouble. Sorry about that. Anyway, it's been, been um, an awesome journey of relationship, and I finally got to come over and meet Ian's marvelous family. <laughs> been very, very, yeah. <laughs> very fun. I felt very welcome. And um, I had met Jesh. Um, a year or two ago, he'd come over with Ian, and that was great fun, and um, just really have enjoyed getting to know Ian's family, and the church family, and everybody here. I mean, this is an awesome church. It really is. There's so much going on, and it's alive, and God is really moving. You can feel it. You can. I mean, when I come to a church or a conference, and people from the front to the back are standing up, worshiping God, engaged, that's awesome. That is, that's rare. So I just really bless you in whatever it is you're doing because it's uh, plugging people in and, and everybody is engaged and really participating in, in what God's doing here in, your, in the life of your church. So I, I just, I love being here. I really, really do. And I, I just want to speak a little bit uh, about the whole issue of worship and engaging with God and what God's doing in this hour that uh, I see across the earth, really. I mean, I, I travel every weekend. I'm somewhere different. So I see uh, it, it's just very uh, awesome to be able to see what God's doing in the earth. And when you see repeated themes over and over happening in different places who don't know about each other, then to me, I just know God's really moving on that. And one of the things is worship that is really... Um, I'm hearing from a lot of, of uh, prophetic people, people who are moving in the spirit and the things of God, just coming into uh, an understanding that worship in this hour is really going to move things in the earth and that God is really going to be displaying himself. He's going to be moving in the miracles, in shifting things in the unseen realm, in the spirit realm. Uh, through worship and that is what when things shift in the unseen realm then things shift in the seen realm and we can affect that if we can um, learn to be able to enter into the things of the spirit in God and be able to make a difference out of that place then we see it happen here otherwise we work and we work and we work it's like working from the outside in instead of from the inside out where the change is really made and the change is shifted. So the place of worship is, is really important in this hour in being able to shift things in the spirit realm because that's what's controlling things uh, here on the earth. And you, you guys have awesome teaching here, I'm sure, with Ian being able to teach about the unseen realm and your pastor also um, I was excited to find out that you that you do physics. I mean, you're past. I don't know how many of you know that, but he was uh, a physics major, and uh, that's something that God's really been opening up 
uh, with a lot of people I found uh, very interested in the area of physics and quantum physics and that whole arena. But it's just a testimony to the reality of the unseen realm. When, when God opens a mystery or he opens a, a scroll or a book or however you want to say that and he says, okay, it's time for this to be revealed on the earth, it gets revealed on the earth, you know, across the board, not just to the church. He's the God of the nations. He's the God of the whole earth, the whole universe. And when something gets unlocked, it gets unlocked. And so I, I'm really um, fascinated to be able to look at all the different arenas and see certain themes that get opened up in those arenas. And uh, science just being one where scientists used to believe, uh, you know, if you could see it, feel it, touch it, that was reality. And now with the whole introduction of quantum physics and string theory, all the different things that science is uncovering, they're saying actually the unseen realm is reality. And of course, we could have told them that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> saved them a lot of trouble. But it's, it's just awesome to see the truths of the word and the truths of God being opened up across the board of, of all arenas and all areas. So I was going to um, drum him with a thousand questions probably at lunch on physics. That, uh, in very interesting. When, when I started looking into it, uh, the thing that the Lord said to me was that it's unto faith. And so it's something to unlock some arenas in faith uh, when you begin to understand how things really work in the unseen realm. And that's something that happens in worship. You're actually shifting things in the unseen realm that open up many things that you're even clueless. We're, we're clueless to the effect until we're able then to walk it out in the natural. It's a mystery. Part of it is just a mystery, but part of it is God unlocking those mysteries and allowing us to look into it and to get wisdom and understanding in just what it is that we're doing. So we worship with understanding. We worship with wisdom. I, I like in um, Chronicles where they're, when they're talking about the, um, the temple being built, when they're referring to the artisans, they even said women would spin yarn. Women with wisdom would spin the yarn. Uh, men who had wisdom in their craft, wisdom and understanding, and, that, and they were the ones that were chosen then to uh, prepare the temple and bring the beauty to it and the, all the different things that the Lord asked for. So to, to get wisdom and understanding in the arena of worship is really key right now because that's where we will have access to the things that shift things here on the earth for, for where we want to go in God. So I really appreciate uh, uh, the ministry that Ian's doing. In, and I'm not just, you know, here to pat Ian on the back. I, I'm, I'm being serious. I mean, I really appreciate the ministry of Ian and people like that who go into the unseen realm and unlock things for us so that we can begin to get understanding and as individuals walk in understanding with the Lord on the earth so that we, when we do what we do, we're able to do it with understanding and be able to be much more effective. Um, you know, I've often said when I'm working with worship teams, I could, I could line up five people and give all five of them that same thing to sing and I, after each one of them had sung, I could tell you which ones had understanding about what they just sang, who owned it in their spirit, and who was just singing words that they've heard sung or words that they've read. Because when you have understanding, you release in a different way. You release with a different authority in the spirit, and it cuts through with a different authority in the spirit realm than when you're just repeating words that are, say, on a, on a you know, a, a board, or you're just repeating words that you've heard. And being able to release the sound of worship with understanding, that's what breaks open.
places in the heavens. And that's what causes movement in the places in the spirit realm. And I just have great anticipation for New Zealand because just flying in over the country, I could feel the raw, untouched uh, beauty that is there in this nation. I could feel even in the, the ground, I could feel this anticipation. Uh, you know, it says that the whole earth groans. It groans. All of creation groans. Heavens and the earth groan for the manifestation of the sons of God on the earth. That's you. That's me. That's what all of, you know, creation is pulsating and and vibrating with anticipation for us to step into the place and be who it is that we're called to be as the sons of God in the earth who are able to have authority and dominion over the places that we live, the places that we walk. And we have wisdom and understanding and we're able to go into the spirit realm and be able to access what it is that needs to be accessed to shift things to you know how we how we need them to be here on the earth, and so uh, being able to do that in the arena of worship, I just I don't know a, a stronger place. Maybe um, intercession, intercession and worship, those two things, where as a group of people you can go in and unlock something and really cause a shift. Last night we started to enter into something. Uh, for the for the country of New Zealand and it was intercession and worship working together it was an intercessory worship that we stepped into uh, how many of you were here last night that uh, you know it, it, yeah you guys are awesome <laughs> that actually stepped into that uh, feeling something about the the earth opening up in a in a shift for the country of New Zealand, because this is an hour like no other hour on the earth, and we get to be here. That's <laughs> just awesome. You read in you read in Hebrews where the uh, the men of faith that they list in in uh, Hebrews of Abraham and Paul and all the different ones that were considered men of faith. It says there in that scripture that they only got to come to a certain point. They didn't get to see the fulfillment of what was in their heart. But we're the people, the generation, that gets to walk out the fulfillment of what they started and what they could only hope for. They could see it in the distance, but they knew that it wasn't theirs to be able to complete. But it actually gets completed for them through us. You know, we're, we're all together in this. This is in a, a, the culmination of, of, of all of time in this generation and about what is just about to open up on the earth, which is man has not seen, cannot even imagine, you know, where things are going. And if we get a hold of that and we begin to understand the intensity of that and what that means in our lives, we will live differently. We'll, we will live a different life and we won't be so consumed with the temporal things. We, we will begin to be consumed with God and, and building our spirit man and being able to walk in that place of authority and being able to walk in that place of understanding that um, you know we can see what's happening and we can hear what's being released in this hour on the earth that we have the privilege and the invitation. It's an invitation to be a part of, you know, it's like the scepters extended and he's saying whosoever, you know, whosoever wants to come, you can come revelation four, where he talks about there is a door open and now there is, right now, there is a door open in heaven that we have access to, to come up into that place in the spirit realm and be able to uh, hear from the Lord personally. It's not anymore just about that man of the hour, you know, the, the one person that carries this or that. It's about the nameless, 
faceless generation where everybody is walking in that anointing. And together, all of our anointing put together, that's a dangerous people. It really, really is a dangerous people to the enemy that we are, you know, sometimes we, we kind of live our life clueless to that, as if we're clueless to that. And we just need to be reminded of it, that this opportunity that we have because of the hour that we're born in, what, what are we going to do with it? Are we going to squander it in living a life that everybody else lives. Are we going to rise up to the invitation? Seriously, and be able to walk a life that makes a difference in all of history, in all the earth, in all creation. Nobody's had the opportunity like we have and what's been laid out before us. Nobody on the earth ever has had that because this is the last generation. I mean, it's incredible. I, I was so impacted. I, I was, um, I don't know how many of you might know about the ministry with Mike Bickle in Kansas City. Um, now they have a 24-hour house of prayer. But in the early 80s when that work began, it was a, a work of releasing um, actually much to Mike's dismay, the prophetic. Um, he didn't know much about it. He wasn't even sure. Well, he pretty much knew he wasn't comfortable with it. And God just said, sorry about your luck. You know, this is what I have for you. And he, uh, you know, put that on his plate. And there was a, a big move uh, in the whole realm of the prophetic there in Kansas City. And we had a man that was sent to us, a prophet, uh, his name's Bob Jones. And uh, do you know, are you guys familiar with? And Bob, um, Bob was awesome. Bob is awesome. I know, I'm in ministry with Bob now. But in the early 80s, that was my first exposure to even the charismatic world. I was raised Nazarene. You know, I was Nancy Nazarene. I was as Nazarene as they come, which was uh, not to to uh, be critical of the Nazarene. I'm not. I'm extremely grateful for what was imparted to me. I, I got an understanding of holiness, and I got an understanding of the word and appreciation for the word in my life, which a lot of charismatics are missing. You know, it's just the way it is. It seems like we either have the word or we have the spirit. And this is the hour when God is marrying the word and the spirit. And we have... People with understanding in the spirit realm who know the word. Because this is, your, this is your safety. This is your ground. This is your foundation. This is where all truth lies. Any truth that's going to affect something in the spirit realm is going to come out of here. And if it's not in here, then you better think twice about it. You know, so, so being grounded in the word and having that kind of authority and foundation and deep well in us and then to walk into the spirit realm with that, you know, filling the fiber of who we are to the point that we become the word. We don't just read the word. We don't just speak the word. We are the word because we've got this inside of us and it's alive and it's breathing and it's pulsating because he is the word, you know, and out of that place, then we're able to release in the spirit realm truths that shake the heavens and shake the earth because there's nothing more powerful than the word of God. So being in that place in, in Kansas City in the early years, um, Bob Jones came. And one of the things that he talked about, uh, Mike, Mike was very strong in the word. Uh, Mike actually can quote most of the Bible. He's amazing in the word. And the Lord was adding this uh, aspect of the spirit. You know, it's spirit and truth. Those who worship in spirit and truth. This is truth. And we have the spirit. We have the logos and the rhema. This is the logos word of God, the written word of God. The rhema uh, is the, the spirit of 
this Logos word. So that's this word made alive and activated at a moment. It's the breath of God on the Logos. So we were operating in that. And Bob Jones comes in, and he's bringing all this spirit stuff into the mix. And so trying to be able to bring those two together was kind of an awkward thing, but it was powerful when the two came, and the combustion of that was awesome. And I remember in the early years, Bob Jones said something that the Lord had shown him. Um, he'd taken, actually taken him to this beach, and it was... Um, it, he called it the sands of time. God referred to it as the sands of time. And he said there were all these particles of sand that were actually individual people. It was the, the core of God's seed, you know, in, in all the different people of all time ever living. And he called it the sands of time. And the angels were looking over it, and they would, they would pick one out, and they would say, that's one, and they would pick them out and put them to the side, and that's one, and pick them out. And they were just doing this across this, this whole beach of sand. And what they were doing was taking ones that God was saving to be born in the last hour. And he said, I have, he told, he, he told him to reach his hand down in the sand. And he reached his hand down in the sand and he came up empty and the Lord said, do it again. He did it. And the third time when he put his hand down in the sand, he came up with this treasure box and he said, you know, what is this? And the Lord said, well, open it up. And he opened it and it was full of index cards and it was people. Each index card represented somebody's life. And he said, these are the people that I have saved to be born in the last hour on the earth. He said, I've saved the best of every family line to be born in this hour. And I, I was undone. I just sobbed when I heard that because I was... You know, well, I was just overcome that the Lord thought that. He said, I've saved, what he, how, he, how he phrased it was, I've saved the best hearts of every family line to be born. You know, and, and we don't know what that is. We, we don't know. God looks at the heart. God judges our heart. He judges the innermost part of who we are. And we judge from the outside. So, so I look at me and I think, you got to be kidding. I'm the best my family had <laughs> to offer. You know, I'm thinking, oh, that's kind of sad. But, you know, <laughs> but God looks at the heart. Just like God said, David is a man after my own heart. You know, and look at the mistakes David made. He made some pretty huge mistakes in his life. But God looks at the heart, and he said, I like that heart. I can work with this heart. You know, so, so that's what God thinks of you. You know, and that's just, that's awesome. And that, that draws me in. You know, that really draws me into God. You think that about me? Because, you know, God so loved the world. He loved us first, you know, and, and that's what draws us into him. The loving kindness of God even draws us to repentance. There's, you know, so many scriptures that talk about that. When we get a hold of the idea of what God thinks about us, that you really can become pretty dangerous when you understand how crazy God is about you. And that took me eight years in my setting with Mike Bickle because the good thing about how I was raised was the word and holiness kept me out of a lot of trouble. But I, the, the other part that was not good was I had no understanding of grace and I had no understanding of how much God loves me. And uh, I knew that he loved me because the Bible says he loves me. He has to love me, you know, because that's what the Bible says. But I just kind of thought he tolerated me. You know, he put up with me. And it took me about eight years under Mike's teaching. Uh, and he taught a lot about Song of Solomon and the Bride of Christ and how God feels about us. And that revelation opening up inside of me to where I could finally get over the hump and I could say, he's crazy about me. 
I mean, absolutely. And, and be able to come to him in worship and stand there and say, here I am, you know, and just your favorite. I'm here. I'm going to sing to you, you know, and just and know that he's thinking, yeah, she's going to sing to me. You know, come over here, guys. She's going to sing to me, you know, and really know and believe that God feels that way. He feels that way about about all you in in your world. You're his favorite. I mean, you really, really are his favorite in your world. And he looks at your heart. The fact when he looks on the earth and he sees all of creation, all, I mean, all of mankind, there's not even probably a percent, one percent of all the people on the earth that when he looks down, he sees this yes coming up from deep somewhere inside of him. Just a yes toward him. Maybe struggling, maybe not have it all right, maybe not even get it yet. But somewhere inside, there's this yes that's going out. I want to be that. I want to walk in the fullness of who you created me to be. I, I don't know how, but I, I say yes to you, God. And that's all he needs. He just needs a yes. And he can do the rest because it's by his blood. It's by his grace that we ever walk any of it out anyway. You know, so it's awesome to God. He's moved when he looks down and sees a yes in somebody's heart. And so that draws him immediately toward you. And, and that's that because that yes is what he sees of you drawing near to him. He says, if you draw to, near to me, I will draw near to you, you know, and there, and there's no question about it because it's from his word. So that being said, it's this place if we get to that place where we understand who we are to him and we begin to understand that he is in us and it's him that's working through us then the whole revelation of greater is he that is in me uh, begins to come alive and that's when uh, if you if we actually ever got a revelation and an understanding of that it would change everything because we would we would be living differently. Don't I mean you agree with that? We would if we had a revelation of that and actually walked in that, we would we would be very different, uh, and and our churches would be very different, and and our, the effect that we have in the earth would be very different. And one of the ways that um, God brings things like that alive is in the worship time, because when you're when you're giving yourself in worship, and you're able to uh, enter into that place of the spirit realm, God's able to bring truths to you as you release even truths from you. You know, as you give yourself to God and let the focus be on him and really abandon yourself to him, he, that just draws that place of revelation for you to, to be able to receive from him. You can't outgive God. You know, so if you pour yourself out to him, he's going to pour himself out on you and pour himself out through you. And if, if we can get an understanding of, of what it is that he's given us access to in the place of worship, when we come together as a group of people and we release that sound that penetrates in the spirit realm, then things begin to break and things begin to shake and things begin to crumble that aren't, that aren't of God because greater is he. Greater is he. And, and to walk out that truth knowing that, that he's just looking at us with so much uh, love in his heart and, and pleasure in his heart over us is what keeps us coming back and keeps us coming back to that place with him. So I just, I wanted to encourage you with what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing all over the earth. It's, it's this theme that the Lord is, uh, there's going to be uh, arenas filled with people who are worshiping God in abandonment. That's coming arenas full of people just worshiping God. And when the sound of God is released and the sound of light 
is released, there is nothing that can stand in that. You've, you know, you've probably read about the transformation cities, the different cities that have been hit by God, that everything about it's changed. Their vegetation is even changed. Big vegetables grow. You know, it's just everything because it's the life of God pulsating. And it, when the, the worship songs and the places we can go in worship with the truth of this word being released by so many voices and that sound of truth penetrating, it's going to crack something in your atmosphere. It really is going to crack something in your atmosphere open when you have the truth of God. This word, you know, it's not, it's not black letters on a white page. You know, all of these letters are uh, multidimensional. The word of God is alive and pulsating and breathing. And if you can get that in your head while you're reading the word and just ask the Lord to open that up for you, it opens up this place of worship in you. It's stretching out your tent pegs. And you realize there's a very broad space that we have to worship God from and worship God in when we begin to understand the power of the word of God and we release that in our worship and uh, and it affects of course us but it also affects the region around us and you guys can really crack something open I feel like um, seriously of all all places I've been the potential here that I feel for God for for a nation to be a God nation is incredible and I, I you know seriously and I'm not even sure why I just know I felt it flying in. I very rarely feel something flying into a city or a country or anything. But as we flew in, I could feel it, the potential that's in this country for uh, uh, even it even came out last night in the worship. Can a nation be changed in a day? I, I say yes to to this nation. In that I feel that in in my bones, I feel that. So I've been thrilled to be here and be able to it's i feel like i get to peek in on the window of something of one of god's best kept secrets you know kind of thing that he's doing here in this country so i really encourage you with that potential because sometimes when you're on the inside and you're living it you don't see that perspective but coming from the outside and being able to see it it's it's like exciting it's it's thrilling in my spirit man just you know really is excited about that to see the potential that i see here so uh i just wanted to exhort you with that word and and wanted you to um just know that what you're feeling what you're experiencing here it's happening everywhere and that it's god just about on well he's on the edge of just about to crack things open like we've never, ever, ever seen. You know, and, and it is an invitation from the Lord. And a lot of it's going to happen in the worship with, with all of the voices coming together and releasing their spirits and releasing the word of God into the atmosphere to actually cause a crack. I hear it so often as the, the sound barrier between heaven and earth being broken you know when a plane flies through and breaks the sound barrier and you hear that explosion that's what i hear that's what i feel sometimes in a place in worship is the the sound coming up from the ground and the sound of heaven coming down meeting and causing this huge sonic boom as as the sound barrier between heaven and earth is is uh broken and we have an open heaven that's what that results in. We have an open heaven. You know, and it's so easy to flow here. You guys already have an aspect of that going on for sure. Uh, and, you know, so that's just another uh, sign to me that the Lord really is going to open things up in a huge way here. So I think um, we're just going to go into some worship. Yeah, let's have the band come up.
Do you guys have your music from the weekend? Still. Okay, well, let's just stand. Stand and engage. Get ready to engage. You guys have I See the Lord?
your glory fill our lives let it overflow like a mighty river into our community father draw us into greater and deeper experiences encounters with you and let that life flow in an ever increasing life to touch those who are around us hallelujah father we just thank you just thank you for your presence here perhaps just while we just are just in an atmosphere of worship I just want to know if there's any person here and you have never ever committed your life to Jesus Christ. You've not made a decision to join yourself to Him. You know, to become joined to Jesus Christ is a conscious decision. When you're born into this world, you're born without God, without life, disconnected from your eternal purpose, struggling, trying to find what things will fill your, the emptiness inside. God designed you for a purpose and he's reaching out to you today the Bible says God so loved you he sent his son Jesus Christ on the cross for your sins to cancel the power of sin that he might put his love and life into you after three days Jesus was risen from the dead so we can know with a certainty there is life beyond the grave that Jesus has authority and power to cancel sin and to bring you into that life. This is what the Word of God says to every person who received Jesus Christ. To every person who believed on Him, He gave them power to become a child of God. I just wonder, is there any person here today and you're not yet a Christian in this atmosphere of worship when you're sensing and feeling and know that God is reaching you, drawing you, why don't you say yes to Him? Is there any person here today? Quickly raise your hand so I can say, any person here today ready to receive Jesus Christ to become a Christian? Just raise your hand. God bless. Is there anyone here? Raise your hand. Just wave it so I can see. Any person? God bless. I see the hand over here. Anyone else? Anyone else? Just raise your hand so I can see. Raise your hand so I can see. It's an important decision, a decision to give your life to Jesus. Is there anyone else here today? Anyone else? God is drawing you. You have that crossroads of decision. This is what I want you to do. That person put their hand up just down there. I wonder if you could do one more thing. I'd love to pray with you. Why don't you come up and whoever brought you to church will come up with you. And we want to just celebrate that you've made a decision to respond to Jesus Christ today. Why don't you come up right now? Can you do that? Just come up. Is that person over there put their hand up, want to become a Christian? Put your hand up again so I can see you. Why don't you make your way to the front? I can't see where you are now. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Who's that person? I saw a hand go up there, and now there it is. Why don't you come? Come to the front. That's right. That's the way. Just make them welcome as they come up. Come on, let's give them a great clap, church. The Bible says there's joy in heaven over one sinner that repents. Praise the Lord. We just thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's keep in that place of worship. Hey, God bless you. God bless you. Fantastic. Hey, awesome, awesome. God bless you. Jesus loves you. Amen. Is your family over here? Fantastic. Okay, then. Okay, this is what we're going to do, church. Just close your eyes for a moment. And uh, just the music quiet in the background. I want us just to pray the sinner's prayer together. Father in heaven, I come to you in Jesus' name. That's right, great is dead. Father in heaven, I come to you in Jesus' name. I thank you for loving me. I thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. Lord, I turn away from sin, a life without you, and I turn to you today. Jesus, I receive you as my Savior. I give you my life today. 
I ask you to forgive me, to make me clean, to give me a brand new start. And I thank you today that you have done that. I give you my life. I will walk with you. And I thank you, you will never leave me. You are my Savior and my Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, I thank you for this dear sister. I thank you love her. I thank you today is the day when you write her name in heaven. Father, we release your power into a spirit, soul, and body today. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I break every curse that's followed you, pursued you, and stolen from you life and health. I break it in Jesus' name. I release the life and the power of God into you. Receive it now in Jesus' mighty name. Right now. Be loosed in Jesus' name. Be loosed in the name of Jesus Christ. Be loosed in the name of Jesus Christ. Be loosed in Jesus' name. Be loosed in Jesus' name. Be loosed in Jesus' name. We command life into you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We command life into you in Jesus' name. Live in Jesus' name. Live in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Come on, church. Just give the Lord a great clap and thank you. today. Fantastic. Okay, how long have you been using these walking sticks? About two weeks. And what happened to you that you had to wear the walking sticks? Big socket in a nutshell. Do you have an accident or something go wrong? That's illness. Okay, for two weeks you've had those. You've needed those. Isn't that amazing? And so how are you feeling now? Okay, I saw you walked up here without with the sticks. You, you were quite slow walking up. But I saw you walking unaided just a moment ago. Jesus did a great miracle in your life. <laughs> I don't know that you're going to need them anymore. Come on, why don't you show people that you can walk without them? up to the front. Someone's going to carry these back. She can walk without them now. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Let's give Jesus a great clap. Come on, let's honor you. Whoa. Do you love the Lord today? Praise the Lord. Listen, we're going to be back here tonight and uh, John's going to we're going to have a time of worship, a great time. We've got to go now. We're going to have a great time worship tonight. So come along tonight. And on the way out, the cafe's got a whole new menu. Go in there and have something to eat. It's great stuff. You're going to love it. If you're visiting, come on upstairs. We'll give you a cup of coffee and have a chance to talk with you. God bless you. Isn't it wonderful? Are you glad to be alive today? You're glad to be a Christian? Praise the Lord. Come on. Give Jesus a clap. God bless you. Talk to someone as you go out.